Right, welcome back guys to The Truth We Know. Last week or last time, we looked at men of God. That was a man of God. And, you know, we ended up talking about TB Joshua. And um, my brother John had a lot to get off his chest. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like this is a safe space. We want to allow him to do that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, If you guys got a lot to get off your chest as well, feel free to, you know, interact with us. Post a comment, message, do all that stuff. But more seriously, back to it. How? First question: Would you class TB Joshua based on everything you've seen in the BBC documentary as a false prophet? Hundred percent. Sorry, ninety-nine percent. Okay. <laughs> Why ninety-nine? There's always ones. Yeah, you always have to leave room for error. Leave room for error. Okay. Yeah. So do you think there's an error in that people, the evidence mounted against them could be wrong? Yeah, I mean, you, they would have to do a lot. I mean, the, the building did collapse, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, they, they could be some way that they may have created a false narrative okay. through people who may have hatred for the man, you okay. know. Maybe. But... It's unlikely. Yeah, no, because interestingly enough, as you said that, obviously the Bible tells us that if you are going to, if you raise a charge against an elder, mm-hmm. ensure that there's at least two or three witnesses. Now... From that documentary, how many witnesses would you say? Every one, two, three. So I think yeah, it's enough. Then, like you say, based on the evidence presented, to conclude that okay, what is the appropriate response for someone who was under his leadership? Who was? Yeah, because he's he's dead now. Um, what's the appropriate response? How are they supposed to deal with it? It's difficult because when you watch the documentary, you realize that these people were almost in a a prison. Mm. Like those who wanted to leave had to find very conny ways to actually get out. Wait, what do you, wait, sorry, sorry. Just to clarify, Mm -hmm. were they like locked in a compound or something? So the leaders, those that weren't just churchgoers, the leaders, uh, I think they called themselves disciples or something like that. They had to, they, yeah, they lived on the compound. Oh. And there was security at the gates. And you know how Nigeria works? All the fences are barbed wide. Like there's barbed wire on all the fences all oh, around. Because wow, okay. that's how your houses are most of the time. Yeah. So it was hard for them to get out. Well, and there isn't like an elder board that isn't so influenced by him that you could go to and say, we believe there's something wrong that mm. pastor's doing here. You know, a part of the documentary, they detail the fact that, you know, a number of them had seen women going up to his office in which they heard things happening um and they knew obviously something's going on here but you could clearly see that there was no there was no one to report to there there was no structure that would allow for them to to free themselves from from this man so it's but could you not get the police involved is police in nigeria i mean i don't i don't know there's no such let's not go into politics here but there's no such And with enough money, you can quiet, you can silence the police. I mean, this this man had, you know, this is to tell you how much power he had because of the pool he had. Because the unfortunate thing with countries like Nigeria is that sometimes religious leaders have a lot of power. The reason why? Because the votes. You're talking about a church that had probably, you know, hundreds of thousands at the very least attending mm, weekly. Okay. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So political leaders, it's in their interest to be on their good books. Yeah. Because the way in which you proclaim a good leader is I the way in which the people will, them. will yeah. vote. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Good yeah. luck, Jonathan, who was the president at the time yeah. when the building collapsed, visited the church. 
after the that's collapse, the president or? of after the collapse after or? the collapse i believe yes okay that's the president of nigeria wow so which police are you going to yeah yeah no i get yeah mm-hmm. so people okay so obviously people felt powerless yeah yeah now then mm-hmm. let's say i was a person i went to that church mm-hmm. i thought i was under the right administration um maybe let's say nothing happened to me mm-hmm. but i thought i was under the right administration this documentary has now come out which is basically just tarnished this guy's legacy once on once or mm-hmm. truly showing us who he actually was mm-hmm. how do i continue with my faith and how do i ensure that when i join maybe i join a new church or uh, you know find a new place to worship mm-hmm. i don't bring that I don't bring all that baggage in terms of, okay, I've been under leadership before. I've been under the man of God who I have allowed or given full authority and autonomy over my life. Mm-hmm. And I've been exploited in many different ways. How do I ensure that I don't give that over to the next place that I go to? But at the same time, I do not um, disregard authority. Mm-hmm. Do you get me? Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. I think it's weird because it's almost like a... Well, it's, it's, it's in scripture, but I think it's good to admit to what has happened to you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think even in our prayer, you know, there was a time where I was speaking only personally for myself. There was a time when, when I was praying, I almost prayed abstractly, meaning like I'm praying on a topic rather than specifically to how it's impacting me. Okay. okay. So, for example, there was a time I was having a difficult time with a friend mm. and there was some, en- not envy, sorry, that's the wrong word. Um, dislike, strong dislike okay. <laughs> that was building in me for this particular friend. Yeah. Right? Have you got names and or? Absolutely not. Okay. That will not be revealed. Um, but I had to go the, into Does my... the friend know who they are? No. So I had to, because I understood that this is going to impact the way in which I treat this person. Mm. This I can't, I'm not going to love this person if this subconscious thing is in me. Okay. So in this situation where you understand that you've now been through this situation, you've been in this church. Yeah. And there's some church hurt there. Yeah. Right? You have to admit in your heart and be like, God, and you speak to God in prayer, mm. right? And be honest with God in prayer, because God already knows what's in your heart. So don't yeah. hide it, mm. right? God, even if you're finding it hard to trust in God because of that's happened, say it. Mm. So be honest. Right? Be, honest be, be honest. Be honest. Yeah. 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 You know, God, God I'm, 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 how did you let this happen to me? Mm. I know you are real mm. because you have proven yourself. Mm. But this situation is making it hard for me to follow you. Almost like some of the prayers of the psalmist. I mean, be yeah. honest. David yeah. was honest in his prayers. Yeah. He was yeah. very, very... He was. Yeah. His heart was laid out yeah. on paper. But in the right way. In the right way, with respect. Mm. Do you get what I mean? And, you know, you talk to people whom you try and find people who are reliable. Yeah. Like, and be very critical about this, mm. right? And, and trust them. Try and trust them yeah. and talk to them so that they can help you walk you through this. There's a need for fellowship. Yeah, okay. As you see in scripture, there's a need for fellowship. Definitely. And let this also drive you to be like, I need to make sure I know the word for myself mm. so that nobody can can give me error and I mm. run with that error ever again. Mm. It's your personal walk. Mm. The pastor is there to guide you and help you. Yeah. But he's not going to hold your hand into heaven. No, I get that. Do you get what I mean? I get so that. something along those lines, you know, okay. is the advice I'd give to someone. In terms of, you mentioned it about reading the word. Mm-hmm. If someone's a new believer or even been in the faith for a while, mm. um, 
what would you recommend? What 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 way should you go in the world? Someone's new. That's a tough question, man. That's <laughs> tough. Like, no, because like, before I used to think it's easy. Like yeah. I'd be like, oh, go to John, read John. You know, yeah, John's a great John, way to start. It, it is. You know, you talk about Jesus and his life, but it's tough as well. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know. I let the spirit lead you. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think I think I think all parts of scripture are beneficial unto you. So I'd actually See, say now you just quote wait, wait, wait. And so I would say, regardless of where you start, start yeah. with the right mindset and understand that scripture is not a small book. Mm. Neither it, it's going to take diligence and yeah. discipline yeah. to go through. You it's going to take you a while to understand some things. You know, yeah. we're lucky we were raised in Christendom, mm. so the parts of where we were trying to understand the storyline, the chronological order of things yeah, yeah, yeah. came when we were younger. So if you're coming to the faith new, you might have to do something crazy, like say, okay, I'm going to take the navigator tool. For example, this I got this from John Piper's um, uh, podcast. Uh, okay. Was it Desiring God? They have the Navigator tool. You download it, PDF. It does, you know, runs through the Bible in one year. Okay. And be diligent with that Bible study and don't over spiritualize things. The reason why I say that is this: is that sometimes when we think we read scripture, yeah. we feel like we're supposed to have what we call rema every single time you read it. What's rema? So like almost like it's some sort of euphoric feeling or some sort of high oh, okay. that you get. Like you goosebumps. Read, like goosebumps every time you read. No, no, sometimes it's just for you to be knowledgeable. Mm. It may not give you any goosebumps. Mm. You know I mean, I don't get goosebumps from reading about some things in the Old Testament. Don't yeah. do that to me. But, but you I'm read that gaff, gaff, no, you get reading some other things. You'd be like, oh. Exactly. But you oh. read it, do you get what I mean? To get a fullness of your knowledge. So I can't say specifically where you should start, but wherever you start, be diligent to finish it. Okay. That's what I'd say. Read the full book. Okay. Right? That, that's the advice okay. I give. Back to, back to this thing with men of God and leadership mm. then. How, how do you differentiate between a false prophet? So, based on what we said, TV Joshua, mm-hmm. what we've seen, um, and being in a church where a pastor might say something wrong, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They might say something that was false. They're not necessarily a false prophet because they do proclaim the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He came, died, resurrected, reconciled us back to God. Mm-hmm. But part of their theology, or you might disagree on a certain thing. So a clear example I can think of is like, if you go to like maybe Reformed Church, quite a few of them, quite a lot of them, sort of have a lean towards the Calvinist belief of, you know, predestination the elect mm-hmm. that's a whole another kettle of fish that we won't get into it <laughs> you know we have other people who believe otherwise that mm-hmm. yeah your salvation isn't guaranteed like that yeah how do you go okay we might differ on this particular topic mm-hmm. however i'm still going to be under your leadership because mm-hmm. the rest of your theology is okay or do you go nah 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 what you're saying is heresy i disagree with it i'm gonna go find another church there's a difference between stating somebody as false in comparison to stating their doctrine is false. Okay. So you can identify false doctrine mm-hmm. and that doesn't necessarily mean you should now dictate or, or define the person as a false prophet. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So I think the reason why TV Joshua goes under the false prophet label for mm. me, that's not objective. That's my subjective opinion. Right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is because objective his, and subjective. Ooh, yeah, we'll, so we'll come back to that. It's my subjective opinion because mm. I can't. Uh, there's nothing hard, fast that I could say makes it objective, right? Yeah. Per se. Anyways, um, <laughs> is he, his gospel was not complete from the messages in which I've listened to mm. and heard. But then so that's already a false doctrine. 
you know? right yeah. but he's already got the problem you mentioned one thing you mentioned was the gospel when you was making that asking that question yeah, yeah, yeah. if you add or take away from the gospel you are leaning towards false prophets already for me because that's the that's the key thing in our faith is mm. a correct gospel meaning for example i would say who i could upset people with this one should i say it i think you should say it okay we'll put it i, out I would say that the the written belief of the catholic church in when it said that if one believes that they are saved by faith alone without works they are anathema mm. meaning they are cursed so they're wrong if you believe you're saved by faith alone mm, without, without where, works yeah i would say that statement is why i would tell people not to go to the catholic church okay because that's a false doctrine mm-hmm. f- to the core could you belief. use could you use scripture to back up because obviously anyone clever watching it would mm-hmm. be like james mm, too maybe i disagree but can you use where the scriptures say that you have faith alone does save well we have verses in romans where it's, where it talks about um you're saved by a faith where, apart from our work so that no man can boast mm. i can't remember the exact verse but i know that that's that's a brown power phrase of what it says there yeah um there's a number of, of scriptures that talk about believing and that being what saves us solely. And mm. if, we, if people want to argue and go to James chapter 2, please read James chapter 2 properly. James chapter 2 is talking about how your faith is proved by the works in which you do. Mm. Meaning that if I say I believe, but then I believe in Christ, but then I live like like a sinful man, that's my practice is living sinfully, then you can question whether or not my faith is true. Right. Okay. So okay. the works is a proof of my faith, but it's not the the object of my salvation. Okay. So the faith is the object of my salvation. So you're saved by faith and faith alone in Christ Jesus. Yeah. However, as a result of that faith, mm-hmm. you will or should now produce works. Yes. I should produce good works. That are evident of yes. that faith. Because we can't say believing in Jesus is the only requirement. In terms of, for example, the devil believes Jesus to be whom he proclaims himself yeah. to be. There are others who may believe Jesus to be who he proclaims to be, but then they reject him because they don't want to live for him. Yeah. Right. That's that's not a true faith in what scripture is talking about, in my opinion. And I think James was trying to correct that understanding that your faith is more than just believing that Jesus came. Yeah. Your faith is a changing faith. Mm. Right, it needs. It's a behavioral faith. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's so, it's it produces, your well, being changes due to the faith in which you proclaim to have. Yeah, no, because I was gonna say, Jesus does say, "By the fruit you shall know them." Mm-hmm. Um, in Galatians, we're told about the fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. We're told that you know the vine ought to abide. You know, we're the branches. Yes, he's the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you I'm, got. I'm, I'm spun there a little bit, um, but all wow. to get at the point that yes. There's an element of fruit that mm-hmm. ought to come out of us yes. that is an evidence of our faith. Yeah. Because, you know, like you said, in Romans, Paul talks about, you know, shall we continue in sin that grace um, may abound. so that grace may abound? God forbid. God forbid. Mm-hmm. How can we who are dead to sin live mm-hmm. any longer therein? Yeah. So straight away, if we can't continue in sin because we're dead to sin, mm-hmm. then our works, i.e., the works of sin that we used to do, mm. we don't do them no more. We yeah. do works of righteousness, yeah. right? Yeah. So, no, I, I back that. I back but that. I think, back, back to the false prophet thing, I yeah. think if you get the gospel wrong, that's the first thing. I yeah. think that's already showing signs, mm-hmm. right? If you make yourself the subject of your ministry, 
that's as another in thing the for me. prophet yes okay if you make yourself the subject of your ministry that's another problem for me okay personally then the how, fruit, how do people make themselves subject so the ministry tb joshua perfect example his practice was to speak to demonic spirits when he was delivering people and i believe it's funny because christ didn't even do that that much I mean, Christ I was going to say he did it. He did it, but no, not 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 to the degree. No, oh, TV Joshua would be speaking to them like having a full conversation. Oh, <laughs> did you have trying to say? Dialogue, yeah. Fam, full dialogue, fam. Spirit will be there talking, saying that no, I won't leave her. I, I don't want to go into that because it's yeah, you might watch it for yourself, innit? Um, but yeah, you see that Jalala. he becomes the subject. Yeah, everything's about TV Joshua. The mm. camera's looking at TV Joshua. What is TV Joshua doing? Oh wow, TV Josh was this, TV Josh was that. And I think we have to be careful about individuals who make themselves the subject. We are here and called to glorify God. It's mm. not about you, it ain't about me. Mm. Listen, I will pass away. We will pass away. But Christ, the yeah. message, that's it. That's what we're called to do. So, right? it's so all that's about a, Jesus and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's okay. another side, right? Then there is a thing about discernment. Now, this is a more difficult topic, and I'm not gonna go into it because I feel like I need to research a bit more. Right? Yeah, might get them. And there are in, you know, inclinations by the spirit about certain individuals. When you listen to them, for example, I'll give you an example. Paul, when he was being followed by that lady. Yeah. Right? She, we're not told she was saying anything incorrect. In, in, in she was repeating what Paul was saying. Mm. But Paul knew the spirit in her was not in alignment with the spirit of God. Yeah. So there was a discerning spirit that Paul had okay. to know that this lady was in error. Yeah. And this is where I say the subjective elements to what I'm talking about here. Mm. And that's one of the things. Mm. For me, before this documentary came out, yeah. TB Joshua was not a man to listen to. But then, but I did not proclaim it because I did not know the details. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I didn't make it known to other people that I believed it was false because it's not my place. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure. No, I agree with you because mm-hmm. the same thing. I, I'd heard about the man, mm-hmm. but something just didn't sit right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, John, that that's ne- not necessary it could be it is it could be the same as spirit but i think it's also because you spend time in scripture yeah so obviously naturally when you do spend time in scripture if someone says something that doesn't quite align you're quite you're able to you're pick quick up to pick it. it up yeah do you know true. what i mean it's true. and that sort of informs your decisions there where you can be like oh yeah like oh no they know what they're talking about mm-hmm. and you can be like oh no i don't know what basil chat that you're quoting hey do you get what I mean? Um, so I guess, yeah, people just need to spend time in the Word and pray for that discerning spirit, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Test every spirit. Now, to what gravity should we hold our personal experience? I, I feel like you could start with, you know, I listen to, I used to listen to, well, I still listen to it sometimes, uh, Vody Bakum quite a lot. And Vody Bakum made the statement of reason why he believes in the Bible. And he was talking about how we should not prove our confidence in our faith based upon our personal experience. Okay. And the reason why he said that was because he was saying that technically everyone has their own personal experiences, right? Mm. It's basically like saying my experience compared to your experience. Like that's not a way to justify. They, the, the, we're Christians, right? Mm. The Muslim has his personal experience. Mm. The Buddhists have their personal experience. I don't know if you've heard about the Kundalini spirit. No, no, no. If you look at Kundalini spirit and people who are under the influence of Kundalini spirit, mm. you see them shaking up. Like some people in church be shaking up. Okay. Sometimes. When they're under this. <laughs> so, ex- experience is good. Yeah. Of course, there's part of my personal experience that keeps my faith. Mm-hmm. But it is not everything. Okay. But if you look at Paul, the 
um, the apostle, mm-hmm. he used his personal experience all the time as mm-hmm. a as a I don't want to say as a foundation, but as a reason for he always used he proclaimed his personal testimony. He was always like, yes. "Listen, I was on the road to Damascus, and then this happened, that happened, and I was accosted by Jesus Christ." Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he does that all the time. So is it is it then wrong for other people to do the same if, like you know, they had an encounter with Jesus, mm-hmm. and that's like for them the I suppose the foundation of when they're like, "No, this is the point at which I knew that God was about it." What did his personal experience lead to? His personal experience led to him seeing Christ. In what was already proclaimed in the Old Testament. Mm. Paul is able to, to articulate how Christ is the Christ that is to be expected. Okay. So it wasn't just his personal experience. Mm. Yes, that was a profound personal experience. I mean, he saw God. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So that's, he saw Christ, mm. right? So that's a large, you know, it's, yeah, no, much, get, it's greater than what we yeah, would, yeah, most yeah, of yeah. us experience. Do you yeah. know what I'm trying to say? So that's a big one. Yeah. But at the same time, what did Paul do as well? He went and checked if his gospel was correct True. with the apostles who had yeah. been with Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Paul didn't just run with his experience and say, I know it all. In isolation. In isolation. He ensured that he it was He backed it up with other things. So yes, personal experience is good. If God has done a miracle in your life, glory be to God. I'm not trying to, def- def- you know, move you away, take away from, take from, away from that, that yeah, personal yeah. experience. But what I'm saying is that there needs to be more than your personal experience. Do you know what I'm thinking about as you say that? So you know the woman the well? Mm-hmm. She got preached to. She went into the town. She told the people, come see a man who told me everything. All the things I've done. Yep. Yeah. Jesus went into the town, stayed with them, and thereafter they said to the woman, we believe not only because of your testimony, but, but also because we've heard them for ourselves. Exactly. So I suppose what I'm trying to get at from that is, like you said, even if you do have your personal experience, and that's great, that takes you to a certain point, this is the word of God. Yeah. Spend time in it. Because that would also, that's what grounds our faith. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whew. Now, John, we've talked a lot about false prophets, right? Mm-hmm. I think, and people might come from me, I think our two generations, so our parents' generation and our generation, right? Our parents' generation, I think they haven't, I think both generations have an unhealthy relationship with men of God, right? Yeah. The reason why I make that statement is I see a lot in our parents' generation, they give what I would say too much reverence to men of God. They tend to like, people fall over for men of God, mm. especially in, you know, the part of the world that we're from, mm. ethnicity-wise, mm. you know, men of God have their own special chairs. They have their own special cutlery. Mm. They don't even eat with the regular folk because we, we just... We're just the regulars, do you get me? Yeah. Um, yeah. But then in our generation, I feel like we've taken it the other way because we've grown up seeing it. We're thinking, why is the pastor getting the biggest meat? Yeah. Why is the pastor getting his special food <laughs> getting packed? <laughs> to the point where a lot of us has become resentful yeah. of a lot of men of God. Mm. So now we've gone the other way where we want to disrespect men of, men of God. We don't yep. want to give them reverence. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What's the right balance? How do we deal with it? I do think there, before I say what the right balance is, I do understand why, you know, some may believe, you know, men of God should have, you know, a double portion of honor, if you know what I'm trying to say. Why? Um, there's a script, there's a verse for it. You I'm trying to find it. it. I'll Keep find it, it before the end, <laughs> hopefully. Um, but there, there is a verse that speaks on that. So I do yeah. understand why people, you know, do a bit more for the man of God. Because I think it's because of the service in which he is providing 
it's not the same as everybody else. No, Everyone's coming like, to be fed, but he's that. feeding. Yeah, I think what I'm trying to say. I mean, so I understand it, but I think there is control with all of these things. Mm. Um, how to control it, to what degree, I can't prescribe exactly how you do it, but I just think there needs to be enough care that the man of God is not seen as infallible uh, without error. Ooh, I like that. Can you we, explain what infallible means, please? So infallible is when someone is without error, right? The word, the proclaim, what they proclaim is invaluable. Like it's, it's without error. It's the belief that the Catholic Church has, that the Pope has the power. When he proclaims a word or a command, it is infallible. Oh, even right? if that word or command contradicts scripture? It's not supposed to. So oh, they wouldn't okay. say even if, because oh, it's not okay. supposed okay. to. Okay, okay, okay. Do you get me okay, 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 yes. Um So it's, sorry. Did you just say, but it does. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, his latest proclamation. That's we won't go into that. that. Yeah. Um, so what was I saying? Because <laughs> you took my mind. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Ow. I was asking about um, explaining what infallible means. Um Mm-hmm. And then we went on a tangent, and now I've forgotten. No, no, no. no. So I think we were talking about reverencing men of God and what, 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 what what's the balance? Yeah, yeah, what's yeah, the balance there? Yeah. yeah. So I would say the balance is just making sure you, you, you. Yes, you reverence them, but you do not put them in a position Christ-like. They aren't God. They can make mistakes, mm. and so therefore, you, your eyes should always be open for the mistakes. Your ear should be open to hear the mistakes, yeah. not to judge them, but to help them also and correct them correct with respect. Yeah. Right. So, for, I mean. Yeah, let me not give you any more examples. But yeah, that's how, that's how what are we? Okay, is that sorry? Was that advice for our everyone? Or that's just everyone. Our parents? Yeah, that's everyone. So well, our parents' element is don't laud them to the degree that you think that they're correct about everything. Yeah. If you honestly have gone through ten years of listening to someone, yeah. and you haven't seen any error, I would question that because I'm mm. I'm like I'm like come on, like <laughs> no, I get this that. man must be blessed if he's made absolutely no error. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, it's possible, but. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then like for they us... they are men at the end of the exactly, day. They're not God. Exactly. And their interpretation of things, unless it's given to given to them to be like scripture, like what we have, is going to have some cultural context. Yes. Do you get what I mean? An yes. application. Yes. Right? Uh, and then for us, it's the respect element for our generation. Mm. Our generation, you are rude. No, no, no. We are rude. It means too, I'm working on it. Like, we're rude. Like, we're, we sometimes, we don't uh, understand. Shut up. Like, be careful. Be, be, be slow to speak. <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? Think yeah, first. Yeah. It's not about just getting out the message that I have to say. It's making sure that the person who's hearing it can receive it well. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So if some, if I know my elder is not going to listen to me, if I start saying, ah, guy now, don't say it like that, why would I conduct construct my sentence that way? I would say, sir, mm. please. What I'm trying to say is this. Do you know yeah, what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Unto the Jew be a Jew. Unto the Greek it was a... Do you know what I'm trying to say? Unto the rich... Do you know what I'm saying? You, you carry yourself in a way that your correct message that you believe to be correct yeah. can be received. Okay. So you're... Yeah. No, I get that. Mm-hmm. Well, before we finish, because I think we've done a lot there, the scripture that you were referring to, John, was first... Timothy 5 17 which mm-hmm. says let the elders who rule be considered worthy of double honor Thank you. especially those who labor in preaching and in teaching mm-hmm. um but yeah no I think that's been a good wholesome conversation um guys we'll, we'll come back to this at some point in the future but yeah we'll see you next time yeah